pieces help me I'm alone in this world And the fucked up world it is too Tell me Tell me the story The one about eternity And the way it's all gonna be Wake up Wake up, dead man Wake up Wake up Thanks for joining us again. This is another episode of With or Without You Two, and uh, I just finished recording there a few uh, a few minutes ago um, with 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 our guest from Holland, who you'll get introduced to later. I hope he can forgive me for playing this song. It, it had some special significance to him. I hope you'll all take time to to go back and listen to some of the songs that were mentioned. Um, I don't think for copyright reasons I can't just play them all in their entirety. I hope I can get away with this much at least. And it was a really, really good episode. I'm very grateful to my guests for providing, making themselves so available. We thought we would only spend about 45 minutes and we ended up talking we, with the podcast and with everything else. And he actually, we were we were in contact for over two hours. So for him to be so generous with his time, I am hugely grateful. At the end of the day, this podcast can't happen without people contributing. If you'd like to be one of those contributors, then please do get in touch. And this is the episode. There's another episode from Holland. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> okay, I got to do the intro. All, All right. right. So I'll edit this out later. All right. I kind of like these parts, so I'll probably I'll post. I'm going to post this as is, and then we'll do. I'll edit, I'll, I'll edit it out later. Just be All careful. Right. Background noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I live in an old house, so everybody's everything's crackling. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of uh, With or Without U2, uh, U2 fan podcast for U2 fans. The idea here is that we want to hear the stories of how people got into U2, things that have happened um, that uh, related to U2, um, if they're in a U2 band or a U2 tribute act or anything like that. So if you have any stories like that, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, this show wouldn't be possible without fans being a part of it. So if you're interested and if you've got something to say about you two or a story you think other fans would be interested in, please do get in touch. So unfortunately, um, yet again, no one from you two has been able to join the podcast today. Shame. Anyway, well, as you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of you two myself. You know, I'm always curious about these fans from all over the world who are interested in this little band from from my island, Ireland. So that's really the point of the this podcast for me is to find out, you know, what 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 actually motivates people to, to be interested in this band. Um so again, like if any of you can help explain that to me, you'd be more than welcome um on the podcast. So as I said, um Unfortunately, we don't have uh, you two today, but we've got the next best thing, as he says himself. We have 
Robert van den Bard from the Netherlands, another another Dutchman, and uh, very fortunate to have him on the show. So thank you so much, Robert, for doing the show. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, mate. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, first, uh, I'm Robert. Like you said, from the Netherlands, big YouTube fan from from uh, from as early as 1985. I'm ashamed to admit because it shows uh, my age. Are you old enough? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I was 15 at the time, and I was That's introduced to you two uh, uh, through a cassette tape. You remember those things? I do, I do. <laughs> Not everyone will. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of listeners will, you know, because uh, it, it's yeah, it just gives away your age a little bit, but it doesn't matter because I, I got a, a YouTube tape from from uh, from a live recording they did uh, called "Under a Blood Red Sky." It was a live album. Uh, and I got yep. this that that tape and 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 at the time in 1985 I think MTV was showing the video of Sunday Bloody Sunday, mm-hmm. live version because because Sunday Bloody Sunday was from 1983 obviously from from the War album, uh, and and it was re-released as a live uh, version in '85 and that, that that was it for me. I was it, it was done. It was over. My musical future was determined. Because of this song, did you uh, and this recording? Did you? Did, how did you come across this? You'd heard it on the radio, or you'd heard it on TV, or you just someone gave you this tape? What I don't understand uh, how some, you got some, somebody. So, someone, someone, a friend of mine in school just just recorded it. He had it on a cassette tape as well. I, I don't know how he got it, but he copied the tape and gave it to me. And that's how I got to know you too. And and uh, like I said, around that time, the video of Sunday Bloody Sunday was released. Uh, I, I, I don't even know why, but, you know, uh, in, in the background of the other music uh, at the time, it, this was something different. Hi, Robert. So, sorry, we did have a... Hopefully when we, we, we piece this together, the listeners won't realize, but we have a bit of a technical issue there. All right, really- all right. Um... Again, so it so can be a bit funny, Robert. At times, sorry about that. So I was just yeah. Was, well, that that's the internet for you. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, it's Anchor. It's a new. It's really good. We love the people at Anchor. Anyone who's listening from Anchor, we do have a a, a guy that helps us out called Brian. So I'll oh, really? get yeah. Brian and, and multiple chats about about what's happening. But anyway, look. Um, I'll probably edit this out again. I'll probably post it as is. And then we'll yeah. edit it out later. But um, so what I found interesting there was, I'm going to tell a little story first, then you can go back to yours. But I remember tapes very well. In fact, yeah. we had uh, not a very expensive, but we had a, a, a tape recorder, a radio and tape recorder. This was like high technology at the time in, in my house. Yeah. And I used to I used to lock myself away in my room and I used to practice, you know, I used to uh, record songs off the radio you'd have to listen to the top 40 you have to be ready for the song that you wanted and record it and that was that was quite a uh that was quite a, a, a an activity of its time no yeah one, it was yeah people won't remember doing stuff like that but i remember doing stuff like that and actually now that we mention it it's funny you mention that because i hadn't thought about that for a long time but isn't it interesting that here I am doing a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's weird now because because now you have all this stuff like uh, uh, you know the streaming services and and everything YouTube and and everything you think of you can you know Spotify everything you can think of you can just you know stream mm-hmm. at, at 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 will. I, I have a Bluetooth car radio uh, uh, and and and. Sometimes I'm just like I have to drive for like an hour, and I'm thinking I'm gonna listen to some good music now, mm-hmm. and I have to like think for twenty minutes. What 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 do I want to hear? Because there's so much <laughs> options. And back then you just have had like one or two or maybe three cassette tapes, and that was it. It was so yeah, much was easier, it. really. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have all this music. You know, you you can say I want to listen to some U2 or Simple Minds or what. But what do I want to yeah. hear from these bands? No, you know, there's so much options. 
but 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 of course now you won't have that problem anymore, Robert, because if you can stream the with or without you two podcast, obviously that's going to be have a lot of listening material. Yeah, podcast. yeah, you'll have all these great stories. You'll be like, oh, I've got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. On on the on the podcast this week. So that's cool. No, I completely agree. That's the modern world, and, and, and yeah, yeah. That too much options. Too many, exactly. We, we, so, so, but tell us more, right? So, your friend gave you this. Obviously, he liked them. You really liked this song, and you know, tell us how that evolved um, from there. Uh, the Sunday Bloody Sunday, you mean? Well, it it was uh, the the first thing I really. That, that's the way I got to know you too, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite song, actually. But at mm-hmm. the time, it was the only song I knew because it's, it was on the TV all the time. And I had this on this uh, under a Blood Red Sky album. But there was so much more on that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I get the cassette tapes of the older albums, I, I could hear the songs which were on the, uh, on the, on the Under a Blood Red Sky, uh, which were live, obviously. Uh, I could hear them on the album versions later. You know, normally it's you can you can buy an album and you hear the live versions later. But for me, it was the other way around. Yeah. It was really interesting, interesting things because it was it was really different. You know, if you if you listen to like a song called like oh, I will follow, if you listen to the studio version or the live version, it's it's basically the same, but it sounds so so different. Mm. You know, and and I got it the other way around. Mm-hmm. But but then you know when th- that was the start of all. Yeah, yeah, because the 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 life energy of of you two is, it's, I think it's I know I I don't think there's another band who who can uh, play the songs live the the, the studio songs live with the energy that they did back then because mm-hmm. it, it 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 was it, it was all basic basically really simple songs you know but live they they really came to life. They were fifteen. And how did yeah. things, well, how did things go from there? Like, did you did you keep buying their albums? Did you go see them in concert? Uh, I saw them in concert for the first time in 1987. They came to Rotterdam in the final. That was my first concert ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say I, I always say to people that it's the first concert I ever, ever I ever witnessed. The first band I ever saw live was U2. But wow. You know, technically it's not true because they had Pretenders and Into Anua uh, opening for them. So the first bands I ever saw live were Into Anua and Pretenders. <laughs> That's but, a Dutch you band know, but... and, uh, and, a, and an English band, yes? No, no, Into Anua is Irish. Oh, are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course they are. Into Anu. So, Into Anua. Into Anua, okay. <laughs> Yeah, this Irish band. You should check them out. Know <laughs> them. I probably know them from my childhood. I, I think if you if, if you if you Google them and, and you Google Seven Into the Sea and you hear that song, you're gonna know them for sure. See, okay, I'll look that up. Yeah, yeah, you really have to. It's it's uh, it's a part of your upbringing, I think. <laughs> Being well, a YouTube fan or a oh, wannabe YouTube fan. I'm not a wannabe. I'm not a U2 fan. I don't even <laughs> like the band. I don't you should no, be. You should be. You should. I know. You know, I'll you, you... try, mate. I'll try. One of these days, maybe. Look, but I'll tell you, you see, the thing about it is, and you, I, I, one, a couple of things about that story. One, I think that was the, the gig that Tice went to. Tice is another contributor to the show. Um, yeah. And, um, but number two is, what you had to realize, and I've tried to explain this before, but I need to, I think I'll try and explain it again, is, when when we were growing up, around about that time, so in the 80s and the 90s, um, the Irish charts, like the Irish charts would always resemble the world charts, let's say, okay? So yeah. What, what the world billboard and the Irish billboard would be the same. So nowadays it would be, I don't even know who it is, Beyonce or whoever these, oh, yeah. are, you know. Yeah. Um, who's big at the minute? I don't I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, So there's always that similarity. You're back? Uh, another problem. I'm gonna, hopefully, I'm taking the mic. I've taken the headset out because maybe that's causing a problem. All right. All right. Um, anyway, we will continue. So anyway, what I was just trying to say was that, you know, like, you know, I'm sure today the, the, the uh, but America basically dominates the charts, let's say, or America, big bands, you know, there aren't that many. But actually, when we were growing up, there were a lot of Irish bands were actually in, not just in the Irish charts, but in the global charts. In yeah. similar positions, so you know, you two, 
and the cranberries and yeah. um, uh, the cores and you know so and I think we as I've said before I think we kind of took that for granted and we probably didn't realize just how 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 significant that was at the time yeah, how important Ireland was at that time yeah hugely yeah. massively because you, you you say the cores but but uh, yeah I almost forgot about them but mm. they they were and and probably are still you know big in the music oh, world huge, no, not, huge. Not, maybe not number one hits but still going strong absolutely absolutely um well they did no they took a huge break there because they the, the girls had families and stuff like that i mean i don't i'm not a i'm not a massive course fan but i, I like their music certainly some, yeah, some I do too, yeah. very much more traditional sort of you know lovely violin etc but i'm a bit on tour with, with the course by the way so, sorry almost been on tour with the course by the way I, I used to work for a transport company and we, we did some tour work for, for Lord of the Dance for instance and ah. River Dance and stuff like that and there was mm-hmm. a, there was a, a a small chance we we would go on tour with the course and I was one of the drivers who was going with them but it it, it too bad but it didn't happen and I went oh. on with, with Lord of the Dance instead so it's all <laughs> right. but a bit different Cool. Well, um, yeah, so that's what I was saying about the band, that Irish band that you mentioned. Probably I do know their song when I go and listen to them, but maybe I just didn't connect the names together. So they no. were on tour with you two. Yeah. I've got to see them. And yeah, um, yeah any, any highlights from that gig? Um, seven Into the Sea. There, 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 there was a big single at the time and maybe mm-hmm. only, you know, like really big world hit. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if I listen back to the song, I, th- I still think it's a really strong song, and uh, I, I think they recently. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if they, they they ever quit, but you know that that I, I know they're touring at the moment, or or they just finished the tour in 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 Ireland, but you know they're still they're still doing it. They're still uh, performing music live, so that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not opening for U2, but you know, it it it, it set them on the map. I think. I, I think U2 was always like that to to, to uh, bring other other bands and other musicians to the to the spotlight with them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. They did. They took they took Snow Patrol and they opened yeah, Snow Patrol exactly. for them and 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 the stage. Never stuck an NC even and uh, and you know stuff like and even a Dutch band uh, that they opened for them in Holland. I think for the Zuti Vito, I'm not even sure because it was so long ago. And there was a Dutch band who, who was, you know, in Holland they were really big. Mm-hmm. Not really big, but, but they were working for like maybe, they, they already exist for like 25 years. And, and then suddenly they opened for U2 in the final stadium for 50,000 people, you know, that's, that's kind mm-hmm. of a big thing. And, and yeah, the, I, I think that's, all, uh, the, the, that's what U2 is, has been all, uh, all about all these years. No. Absolutely, yeah. It was that blue for who was that band? Uh, yeah, I, I knew you were going to ask that because <laughs> I'm remembering the name now. Uh, uh, I have to get back to you on that. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. But I remember when I lived in the Netherlands, Bluff were a big band. I think they covered a few U2 songs. Bluff? Bluff or Bluff? Uh, Bluff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's B L O F, but. Uh, yes. Yeah, you pronounce the O as a U because they they, they put the, the stripe in it, so make, mm-hmm. making it Scandinavian like Bluff. Yeah, uh, they're still going strong, but they did. I think I don't think they ever opened for you too. Okay, that was a different so, band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I'm gonna have to get back to you, but uh, maybe there are people listening who know what I'm talking about. But you know, <laughs> we'll look it up. We'll look it up. So. Yeah. Um, but what was the highlight from you two at that gig that you went to? The 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 eighty seven gig, you mean? Yes. Um, my well, be, being my first concert, I, I was in the second ring of the stadium, like really uh, up high, and I, I really didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to final the, the soccer team games before, and when when finals scored, and everybody would go crazy, and the stadium would move. Mm-hmm. A little bit, you know. If you stood still, you can feel the 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 the, the structure moving. Uh, and and my my biggest uh, memory of that is that they opened with "Where the Seasons Are Name," and the second song was "I Will Follow," 
Mm. And I was and I was on the second ring of the stadium, and I, and I was seriously thinking that the stadium would collapse at that moment because everything was like like the stadium was doing a wave, you know, because there was so much movement in the stadium. And later, uh, in the newspaper, it said they they measured an earthquake, an actual earthquake, <laughs> during the U2 concert. And that the stadium was, you know, the stadium was fine, but normally it was like, you know, when when a, a soccer team scores, it's like for 30 seconds or a minute. And it was like 90 minutes of movement of the stadium, you know. That's uh, so it, cool. it, that, was, that was crazy. It was insane. It was uh, 90 minutes of jumping and, you know, hoping the stadium would, wouldn't collapse. That sounds like a, a, a good experience for me. Oh, anyone at your age at that time? Yeah, I was seventeen and I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and and leaving the stadium when the when the gig was over, singing forty, you know, fifty thousand people singing the song forty. Yes, uh, you know, and and it it just didn't stop. You know, you you could be there an hour later and there were still people singing the song. And, and leaving the stadium, you can just you know you can just lift your feet and you and you would be carried. To the to the exits because there were so many people wanted wanted to leave the stadium at the same time. It was insane. It, it was a bit different like now because now it's all uh, in segments. You know, uh, one part of the stadium goes out here and the other one goes out there, and the field is is always separated in two different sections. Then everybody was just going out through the same exit. It was kind of crazy if you look back at it, but it was just the way it was. You know, so I guess then the crowd would have been a lot, you know, younger. As in, oh, yeah. That, yeah, the crowd was all like in their twenties or younger. Whereas now, yeah. the crowds for you two, the, the generations that are there, it's it's, it's it's very different. It's it yeah, it's a lot different actually. Because uh, I, I when you two was in in Rotterdam, that was the only show I saw back then. It was people were jumping. For the whole gig, you know, even the quieter songs, people comes <laughs> with in the air, and I, I saw them actually. Uh, it, it was a couple of days shy, but uh, ex- almost exactly thirty years later, I, I saw them at the Joshua Tree tour last year in Dublin. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably ninety percent of the same people mm-hmm. who were there thirty years ago was were there, and it it was just you know people were excited and but it. it you can just see that the crowd is a bit older and, and more mellow. <laughs> so there was jumping, but just not as much as then. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's really crazy. But it, it makes sense, you know, because I'm 30 years older as well. So yes, I, I, I cannot see myself jumping for two hours without having a heart attack or something, you know. <laughs> and back then you just did it, you know. And... Um... Yeah, so that was that sounds like a good experience. And so what happened after that? So you said like it's been you've been a fan now for for over thirty years. So yeah, was there any points where you, you stopped listening to them, or what was the highlight uh, of being a fan? What were the ups and downs of that? I think uh, just a tree, and then you had the the, the rattle and hum. Uh, then we went to uh, to Achtung uh, Baby, which was a big one. It was a bit of getting used to. The, the music was a lot different. Uh, I had a little of a relapse from U2 and, and kind of uh, went into the blues scene musically, you know, and, and abandoned U2 for a while, for a couple of years maybe even. Mm-hmm. Getting more interested in 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 blues and uh, and older blues and, and and like guitar oriented blues like Steve Ray Vaughan, Hendrix, you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Being a, to- a guitar player myself, you know, it it just spoke to me more. Although I could never play like like a guy like Steve Ray Vaughan or Hendrix, it it would it would interest me more at that point. But um, and then they did, just kind of... they did some stuff with well BB King and that was that was that. After you, was, did that help get you back in? I think, was was, uh, I, think, I think it was about around that time, maybe, that that I kind of not lost. I, I always listened to you too, you know, from from eighty five till till today. I always listened to you too, but maybe um, a bit less in that time. You know, uh, uh, I loved Achtung Baby. I loved it. Uh, a lot of people criticize it, but I loved it. Uh, uh, 
I think Achtung Baby was a, was a bit of getting used to, but looking back, it was probably the best work ever, you know. Uh, later, after I think it was after after Achtung Baby actually that I got more into the blue stuff. Uh, but they were they, they they were always on the background, you know. They were always there. When there's a new album or a new single, I would always go out and buy it. You know, besides, I always listen to other music as well. It's it's not uh, only U2. It's a lot of U2. I listen to a lot of U2. But it's not just U2. You know, I, I love a lot of other bands as well. Chili Peppers, uh, Pearl Jam, you know, stuff like that. I love that too. But somehow, uh, there's a... Uh, my my life is divided in into U two albums. Do you, do you know what I'm saying there? Absolutely. The, the, yeah, the, there's a lot of stuff that everybody goes through a lot of stuff in their life, and and you know like uh, weddings, funerals, uh, childbirths. Uh, everything has a U two song. Tell us you about know, one of those I mean, that you're talking about. Is there any anyone well, any song or something that relates to something that happens in your life? This is a really weird one because we, ha- we we had a dog. We, we have a dog now, but we used to have a dog called Sharon. We had her for like 15 years from a puppy till she died. And the day she died, we had to go to the vet and, and she had to be put down because she was so sick. And the last song we heard before we went to the vet was Wake Up Dead Man. And I can't listen to the song anymore. Uh. It's it's weird. It's not a it's not a person. Uh, but to me, she was. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, so so it's stuff like that. You know, it it, it could be a, a big thing. I I could say that there's a big thing. Other people might say, yeah, it's just a dog. But for me, that was a big, uh, almost a life changing moment. Of course. When that dog when that dog passed away in my arms. Oh, well, sorry. And to I, hear that. I, I, no, but that that's just that's just what what happens in your life, you know, and 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 that's forever now connected with that song, "Wake Up, Dead Man." It's it's it, it. The song isn't isn't. I don't think it's even about that. It doesn't or, get played very often, does it? No, it's not a single. It's it's like really an album track, and we were listening to the album, and that that this song just just went by, and we had to go. We had to go to the vet. You know, we knew it was going to happen, so it was a really. Uh, Mm. emotional day and this song is just going to be connected with with this happening all the, for the rest of my days you know yeah. that's that's yeah so and and there's a lot of uh, uh, this is the first thing that comes to mind but but uh, uh, every period in your life has a as a song or a, or a or a concert maybe you've been to or like last year in in, in Dublin we, we 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 met a lot of people we only knew through the internet, and, and we met them in real life, mm. which was an, a, a really positive way of of, of celebrating the, the the music of U2. You know, yes. a lot of memories that, that that are connected to U2 fans and yeah. U2 music and, and songs. And yeah, it's it's maybe you know it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if it's U2. Other people may have the same experience with songs of, you know, the Rolling Stones or or, or the Beatles or, or whoever. Just the way it works, I guess. But I think I think at least I think one thing that I, you know, as I say, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a huge fan like yourself of the band. They just happen to be from my country. But one of the things that I can say about together and they seem to still be friends. Think about genuine. Can you hear me? It's hang on. Yeah, yeah, you're back. Hello. Hello. I am still here. Yeah, I can hear you. Right. It's for some reason it's putting it. Hello. Yeah. So as I said, one of the things I like about the band or give them credit for is that they've stuck together. I hear other bands that, you know, maybe stick together just for the money and that don't really get along with each other, but they seem to be genuine in that. 
I I don't think they're particular for the money anymore. Why why would they? But so so you're in a band as well. Yeah. You know what it's like playing with guys regularly. Tell us about your band. Well, yeah. Well, it's not. Maybe it's not a big surprise, but I'm in a YouTube tribute called uh, Mount Temple. Uh, for me, it's it's the only kind of band I would want to play in in a YouTube tribute because I'm not. I'm interested in other music, but not as much as I want to play other music. So for me, it was an easy choice. And and when I got the opportunity to to uh, start a YouTube tribute, I, I did. And it happened, and it's it's going well at the moment. That sounds great. Yeah. So tell us about that. How did that get started? Who started it? Why? Uh, it? Well, it it was kind of a coincidence because uh, uh, I'm a truck driver, and and uh, uh, where I used to load a lot I, uh, at a company in Holland, uh, I met uh, I met another guy called Remy. He's my he's the bass player, and we just got to talk about music. Uh, and we decided to, to, to just rent out a, a practice room uh, and, and, you know, invite a drummer and see what would happen. And we did. And, and you know, it, we all enjoyed ourselves and, and decided to do it more often. Uh, and how many, kind of, that kind of, many, how many gigs have you played? Uh, f- from then to now. Oh. A lot. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not really sure, actually, because uh, it, it's it's kind of weird because the last year it kind of uh, went crazy. Uh, we got invited to, to play. Uh, the, the first couple of years, we just did a, a couple of pubs, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got uh, invited uh, to play uh, uh, at, the after, at an after party that people were... Uh, uh, doing at, in Amsterdam uh, during the Joshua Tree tour uh, to to play uh, at a venue just outside of the stadium where you two were playing, and and they were they asking they were asking if we were we were uh, interested in doing that, and we were like, right. yeah, well, you know, maybe. Well, so somebody just asked. It, it's just as simple as that, you know. That they they wanted to uh, have a party, a U two party, an after party. Uh, and, and it was just a venue just outside of the stadium. Literally, if you came out of the stadium from the U2 gig and, and you walked for 50 meters, you would be in the bar where we were playing. What's it called? Uh, uh, it's called Cafe 3 and 20. And, yeah, they asked if we wanted to, to do this. And, and we were like, yeah, sure. Why not? So we played there for two nights and... and you know, you can imagine if, if like 60,000 U2 fans come out of the stadium and, and there's always going to be a, a, a couple who wants to party some more and they walk past, past this bar where a U2 tribute is playing, it's going to be crowded. Mm-hmm. And there were, there were only two, 250 people uh, legally allowed in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were uh, at, a, at a certain point, there were like 300 people in there. And even the guard was like, there was a, there was a line like 50, 60 meters long from people who wanted to get in. And even the, the, the security guard was like, you know, just just let them in because, you know, I can't do anything anymore. Let, let them go. I, I didn't see anything. So it was kind of kind of weird, kind of crazy, but very, very, very nice to do because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to play in a bar for people who like music, but it's another thing to play in a bar for a bunch of crazy U2 fans. Who love the music as much as you do, you know. It's it's kind of like, kind of next level in having fun, you know. I can imagine. And after, and after that, a lot a, a bunch of people who were there uh, contacted us, you know. Would you would like to play there? Would you like to play there? And uh, you know, and, and, and yes, things started rolling from then. And uh, in in uh, and now you two is playing Amsterdam again, and we will pl- we will do another after party in another venue, but just as close to the to the venue as, as last year. Wow! Uh, and and we were even invited to uh, the that was also from from the the after party last year. We were invited to play in uh, in Denmark. Uh, wow. And we were like, yeah, sure, we want to play in Denmark, but didn't think about it a lot. And then 
you two started touring again, you know, for the third tour in a couple of years. And they were they were going to play in Copenhagen, and we got in contact with the people who uh, who invited us, and they were going to throw a big U2 party during the U2 concerts, and mm-hmm. we were invited to 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 do that to to play at the after party in Copenhagen as well, and yeah, we were like yeah, you're doing you know. the after party in Copenhagen. Yeah, we're going to do that uh, at the end of September when U2 is there. So I, I might be there as well. I'm looking into really? it. They're, doing one, they're only doing one night there, but I didn't realize those were the dates because I saw on your Facebook that you were doing this and you're you're working with a Scottish band too. I think. Yeah. Yeah, December. Yeah, we we, we I, I really have to to uh, name them December because not only are they the, the 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 nicest people you will ever meet and very modest and 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 just great people but also very very talented musicians who who play songs uh they they, they do original songs but also u2 songs but in their own way you know with a with a female vocalist and and acoustic guitars and it's 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 so it, it's it's amazing what they do really and they they are really uh, they they're really connected to the u2 community so every, everybody knows them in the in the in the YouTube world, you know, so uh, it's it's an honor for us to to have them with us in Copenhagen and in Amsterdam. Ah, so they're doing Amsterdam as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow, they go they're gonna do uh, the 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 pre-show in Amsterdam, and we're gonna do the after party. So before YouTube plays, they will play, wow. and then YouTube plays in the stadium, of course, and then people come out, and then we'll, we we will do it, do a set. Wow. So, it's it's uh, for us. It's an honor to work with them because they're so so such great people. We had them in Holland a couple of a couple of months ago. They played two venues and uh, and uh, we helped them out a little bit with, with instruments and stuff and uh, and uh, getting them to the venues and stuff. So they're, they're really nice people to work with and really nice people. Period. You know, not just to work with, but just just to be around. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. nice. It's cool. Thanks for sharing that story. That's yeah. definitely interesting. And hopefully we'll get some listeners from Copenhagen as well, Copenhagen. And uh, yeah, it's uh, thanks again. For, that's, that's really that's a nice, nice story. So that's kind of it. Sounds like that was the highlight playing in Amsterdam. And there's a few yeah. more highlights ahead of you, Copenha- Copenhagen, yeah. Amsterdam again. That's just incredible. It just shows that. You seem passionate about what you do, and that seems to resonate with other people, and that's really how it's come about. Um, was there any anything? Was there at the at the Amsterdam? Was there any special moments for you? Um, anything that happened that you'd like that you think that anyone would like to to know more about? Um, well, a couple of things, actually. Uh, we had a, a Joshua Bear pay us a visit. Which which was uh, which is a kind of a story in itself. The Joshua bear. Yeah, there, there was this this you know like a toy bear. Uh, there's a story about it because because uh, Sam Sam Hallett that's a name that's that's uh, there there was this fan. I I I'm really sorry, but I can't, I I can't remember his name, but I'm really embarrassed. But there there was this big fan from I I think from the UK and. Uh, he was going to a lot of YouTube gigs in that tour, and before he he got the chance, the tickets were all sorted, and the, I think the plane tickets, everything was sorted. But before he got the chance to 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 even go to the first concert, he passed away, oh, no. uh, and he and he was really well known in the YouTube community. So that's why I'm really embarrassed that I can't remember his name now. Uh, oh, but okay. will. That happens to me all the time. I, yeah, you know, that's, I need to remember something. I completely blank. Yeah, and it's and you know it's live, so <laughs> you know how it works, you know. But but people will know. But people will know who who listen to this. And uh, uh, just to honor him for being the YouTube fan he was, uh, Sam decided to get a, a like a bit like a teddy bear, Colin Joshua, and and send him on tour with you two uh, to honor him. And that 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 really. Uh, uh, you know, exploded. That's, that's really kind of. I didn't know about this story. I'm going to look into it more. Yeah, I'm sure it really showed it. it. But I, I didn't know about it before. So what happened? But, 
to the spare, well, join your, join the, the 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 after party. Well, you should know that that the, the legs before they 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 hit Amsterdam, the bear was there. It it, it started at the first concert you two that did on the tour. I think it was in Canada. The bear was there, and then uh, fans would take him all over the world. So one fan would go from one concert to the next and took the bear and give it to another fan, and he, that fan would take it to the next concert. And he, he actually he met Bono, he met Larry, he, he was on Larry's drum stool. Uh, he was in the underworld where you uh, where Edge's guitars are stored. The bear was uh, has been there and been with fans. He's been on pictures with Edge and 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 Bono and everything, and and he showed up at our after party gig. This little bear, and and it's just you know if you don't if you don't look at it any further, it's just like a toy bear. But the story behind it, uh, and knowing what this what this bear has been through in 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 this, the the couple of months before we we saw it, it's it's special. It's like meeting a rock star, you know. Joshua, Joshua the bear, the rock star. That that's just how it was. So we were honored that this little toy bear was was visiting visiting us at that moment. Wow. And did you, you know? know before? Did you know? Did you when the bear showed up? Did you realize what was happening? Yeah, yeah. Because because we we kind of knew because we we knew the uh, the the person who was carrying the bear at the moment was was also. Uh, uh, we didn't know back then, but she she is she was she's Danish and she is one of the. Uh, organizers of the of the after parties in in Denmark in, in Copenhagen where we are playing, so we knew she was coming, but we didn't know uh, when, you know, what time, and and during our gig or, well, it was during our gig, and suddenly that that this little bear is there, and and after the gig we we took pictures with the bear, you know, it seems weird if you if you don't know the story, but if you, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna put a Facebook page up soon. You'll have to share some of those pictures with me. Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So that, that, that's kind of and and uh, and what we did on the on the second night on the Sunday night, uh, we had a, a belly dancer joining us on stage for the mysterious ways one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we 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 always try to do something uh, special when we play somewhere. Something sometimes it's something local. You know, invite a singer for to to do something with us or. And and in this case, we 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 planned it ahead because it's kind of difficult to, you know, the the the, the venues in Amsterdam uh, at the arena and and the Ziggo Dome, it's not really easy to get to. So if, if you want to plan something, you have to do it ahead so people can can sort out parking and stuff. So we we kind of planned to to have a belly dance on the Sunday on the second day, and that that was a big success as well. I have like if you if you start the Facebook page, I, I think I have like uh, uh, two hundred pictures. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there was a lot of pictures taken from her, uh, of her. So Brilliant. beautiful girl, really talented dancer. She has her own dancing school in Rotterdam. Really talented, talented, and she was happy to to help us out with this. So that sounds amazing. I'm yeah. not going to ask you about the surprises. We have to keep those secret. But it sounds like it's going to be another. When you do these gigs, they're going to be good. I hope I get. Yeah, to we- we always try to, to, to do something. You know, it doesn't always work, but but our next gig is, is next week on a Thursday, and we, we are uh, in, in, in my hometown, actually, where I live, and we are working on uh, doing one with a, with a vocal, uh, with a female vocalist, you know, to, to, uh, to make it, uh, just, just get a little of a local touch when you play somewhere. It, it works somehow, you know, just invite somebody from, from the, 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 the area you're playing, and and you know it's it's yeah it just gives that gives that something extra, yeah somehow, you know. That sounds great. So tell us this apart from, apart from the sort of the the, the songs that the, everyone loves and everyone sings along to. What are your favorite songs to play in the band personally? Uh, of the ones in our set list, I I think I love uh, Exit. Mm-hmm. Like the, the not so obvious songs, I, lo- I love Exit. It, it's it's kind of a weird, kind of a dark song. But you like but playing? It, yeah, I love to play that because like it's song, and you like playing it. Is that your favorite song on both kinds? No, it's it's not my favorite song uh, to play. 
you know, but but it's kind of my favorite, not so known song to play, because it's 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 really building up. It's it starts really moody and dark, and and then some. At a certain point, it it just goes crazy, you know, and and you can just jump, jump around on stage, like you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of a weird song, really. But but of of the of 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 all songs, the the one I love to play the most. I would have to say is is probably where the season of no name, mm-hmm. and and maybe not my favorite song to listen to, but my one of my favorite songs to play is with or without you, and and that kind of surprised me when I started this band. You know, with or without is kind of a mellow song, big mm-hmm. hit, but, but not really you know rock and roll. But if you play it when you get get to the the the. Uh, the, 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 the yeah, the the, the 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 like the big part of the song. Uh, I don't I don't know uh, how to how to uh, say that, but the oh, 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 oh the, when it, it doesn't matter where you play, you can play in a bar with people who kind of like you too. You can play it for uh, like hardcore YouTube fans, but everybody just seems to go crazy at that point and and singing along, and that's that's so that's so amazing to 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 experience really. You know, it's not our music, but but when you play music and people are are really into it at that point, it, it gives us something extra. It, we didn't write the songs. We couldn't even write the songs, but you know, it's you two. We 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 cannot do what they do. We we yes. can just try to copy them. But when people react in in this way, it's just yes. you know, it's something extra. But but for the playing part, I I love where the season the name because it's really up tempo. Mm-hmm. The energetic and you know, one of my favorites. Really, yeah. Great, Robert. It's been really nice talking with you. Um, is there any other stories you want to share, or should we should we wrap up? Well, <clears throat> just you know, looking forward to to what's coming. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's all, yeah. That's all I can say. You know, it's 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 a crazy ride so far. Uh, and and it's only it only it's only getting you know more crazy the way it looks now so uh, and i'm happy i'm i'm just you know let it come and see what happens i i uh, i welcome the experiences we we are having we we had and we are having in the future with open arms uh would be great to meet you if you go to copenhagen when we see you there that would be fantastic i think i think for sure we're going to meet um yeah. Can I say if I'm going to say a few things before we wrap up? It's yeah, sure. a real. It's been really interesting talking to you. To think that you know that this, is, this is for me what this podcast is about. You know, I'm I'm inspired as much by the people who are inspired by you too. Um, it's I always find the conversations I have with with you two fans quite um, energizing. And, you know, some of the stuff that you've shared here tonight, I wasn't expecting you to talk about. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, and some of it was quite personal to you. So yeah. it's, it's really great, grateful again for you sharing that. I'm going to go ahead and listen to now. And yeah, I think this is going to be a, an interesting year um, for both of us uh, and for all the U2 fans out there because of this, this tour. Um, I'm planning to go to Berlin and meet some fans there and hopefully get a bit, increase the audience and then possibly go to more of the gigs. I'm going to be finding out more about Joshua the Bear and the people who were involved in that. And yeah, that wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't know about these things if you hadn't have told me about them today. So I can't thank you enough for, you know, being so willing and up for doing this podcast with me today. And I hope that we get a chance to do more. And I really, really look forward to meeting you. If not in Copenhagen, which which is quite likely, then for sure in in back in Amsterdam in in the Netherlands. Sure. Yeah. Be happy to meet you. Okay. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, sometimes I play some music, but I'm I'm trying to I'm going to try and edit that in so that it's a bit more better quality. I'm going to pick right. one of the you talked about today. I might introduce it at another point, but 
All that's left to say is thank you again so much, Robert, for doing this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Good. Speak to you soon, buddy. Take care. All right. Speak to you later. Bye-bye. So, finally, um, this isn't going to be great quality. I hope I don't get caught for copyright or anything, but this is one of Robert's favorite songs, and I advise you all, yeah, maybe at the end go and listen to this on your on your own recordings, but I'm going to play a bit now. This is Exit. You know I got the cure, you know he went astray, he used to stay awake to drag the dreams he had away, he wanted to believe in the hands of love. His head felt heavy as he came across the land. The dogs still had cried like a broken hearted man. The howling wind, the howling wind. He went deeper into black, deeper into white. I see the stars shining like nails in the night. He felt the healing, healing.